Yes. Excuse me, let me cleanse my palate before we continue or start this wonderful journey. Mm. You guys ever tried putting lemon in your water? It's supposed to be a really good detox. Um, you guys ever tried a detox? I tried a detox for the first week of January. I did it for two weeks. And it's basically dandelion tea, lemon in your water, warm glass of water in the morning, and a lot of vegetables and proteins too. It's almost like a keto, like a ketosis, but with a lot of uh, like detox stuff. Oh, and also olive oil and lemon before you go to sleep. So all that's supposed to clean out the gallbladder and the liver and the pancreas and the kidneys. And let me tell you, it worked out good. On top of that, I lost like three pounds, four pounds, which on me is pretty good. So I don't know, I strongly recommend it. So. Um, yeah, killer intro in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, advocates? And welcome to another episode of the Commercial Claim Show. I'm your host, Vince Perry. Do I have it on my focus? Ah, look at that, you see? I like to do this on autofocus because it's I don't have to deal with it and I wasn't on autofocus, so hopefully it was okay. But anyway, so today is a special show. First of all, my name is Vince Perry. Again, I'm your commercial claims advocate. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. I won't let you down. A lot of good information and obviously this wonderful YouTube channel that we have created here every Wednesday. Trying to put them out on midnight too so we can get some of the Tuesday night crowd along with the Wednesday morning crowd or the Wednesday crowd. So today is a good one. Negotiation. That's right. It's a huge part of our business. I mean, it's like a massive part. It's, it's what we do on a daily basis. I'll give you an example. Just on Friday, I was involved in a four hour negotiation. It was with the appraiser and with the umpire. Um, and everything turned out great. And I'm gonna get into some of these negotiating things. Um, I have my style that I use, but I know I have people who are very close to, they have their own styles that they use and, and, they're, and they're vastly different and they both work. So it really depends. I mean, I'm gonna get into all this stuff, but in my opinion, the most important person or the most important part of a negotiation is making sure that your client is happy. Um, that's number one. And number two, frankly, you have to understand you're, a lot of the people that you're going to negotiate up against, you're going to be negotiating with them again. So if you establish a, a good reputation, chances are you're gonna walk away from most negotiations happy and relieved and with a satisfied client. If you develop a bad reputation, well then, and being unfair and unjust, then that's the reputation that you're gonna end up with. So. You know, uh, remember, number one is the client, but also number two is, is just understand the person you're going negotiating against, you're probably gonna be negotiating with that person again. So, without further ado, I'm gonna talk about a couple of things that I think are very important in the negotiating process and things that you should know when you are negotiating an insurance claim. So, 
Number one, one of the things is know what you're trying to accomplish, okay? Make sure you are completely aware of what you're trying to accomplish. And what I mean by that is make sure, I like to already have a number in mind. I like to already have a number in mind. I know a lot of insurance adjusters, they have their number in mind, they have their max, they have their minimum, whatever it is. But I like to already have a number in mind. And there's some line items that I'm not going to concede to. And I just am not willing to concede to. And there's always gonna be some line items in my estimate that I am willing to concede to. And those things change from claim to claim so don't think that it's always going to be I don't know uh, the two coats of paint instead of the one coat of paint or if it's going to be to detach and reset something as opposed to replace it it changes from claim to claim because a lot of times it depends on how much it's worth too like if it's if you can't if it's worth too like granite countertops if it's just too much and you cannot take that out of your estimate because it's going to affect your estimate tremendously you know that could be a problem when you're trying to get to a number that your client is happy with uh, so know what you're trying to accomplish I also from time to time I'll I'll talk to my client before the negotiations even start and I say, what's the number that you're happy with? And if there's a number that they're happy with that I think I can get to, then that's gonna make your job much easier. Especially if you're just starting out, it's gonna make your job much easier if, like I said, you get to a number that your client is happy with. Because frankly, that's just, uh, I mean, to be honest, that's, that's the ultimate goal, is obviously to get as much money as possible, but to make sure that you walk out with a happy client. I mean, your client, you get, you, it's gotta be a happy client. If, if your client's not happy, then you're not gonna get any referrals from that client. So that's, that's very important. Um, develop a game plan, okay? You wanna have a game plan in your negotiations. You know, how are you gonna go about it? Um, it all starts with putting together the estimate. You, all, you wanna make sure that you put together things in your estimate that you could argue, that you're going to have a good argument for. And there may be some things in your estimate that are gonna be a long shot, but put it in there, put it in there, and then make sure that you have a game plan going in. So the way I like to set up a game plan is I just like to be ready. Make sure that you're ready for the negotiations because if you're not ready and you're not really sure what's on your estimate or you're not really sure why you put that in your estimate, well, that's that's not good, you know? You wanna make sure that, that, you're, that you're ready. So before I walk into not so much the initial inspection, but I would say mostly the, I would say mostly the, the appraisal, and the umpire inspection, you gotta be ready to go. You gotta be ready to go. Make sure that you have, uh, you have your estimate printed out, or at least, you know, I guess in an iPad, ready to go, and make sure you have the opposing arguments uh, estimate, the opposing adjuster's estimate, and just be ready. Be ready for what you're going to be arguing. I mean, I like to prepare, usually the night before, get everything printed out, get everything ready, look at the numbers, maybe look at my bottom line, maybe have a number in mind what I'm looking for. I'll go through my estimate, not so much. I'll go through their estimate and I'll take a look at the stuff that you know, they missed. You know, they didn't put this, they didn't put this, they didn't put this. That's what I usually do. So I want to make sure that, hey, look, this should have been in there, that should have been in there. And then I may go through mine and maybe I'll take away some stuff that I'm willing to concede to. And I'll go through it. And I have no problem having that game plan set so that in the course of the appraisal, when we're at the inspection or at the appraisal inspection and we're going through stuff, it's not, it's not bad to tell the appraiser, look, here's what's on my estimate that I'm willing to concede to. I'm willing to concede to, uh, I don't know, let's say permits. I'm willing to concede to the countertops. I'm willing to concede to whatever it is. I'm willing to concede to these things. Those things total this number, and that's the number that I'm looking for. And hopefully that's the number that the other person can get to. So that's the game plan I'm talking about. Go through your estimate. Go through the previous adjuster's estimate. And, and have a game plan ready to go of the stuff that you are hard-lined on that you need in there and the stuff that maybe you'd be willing to concede to.
that's my strategy. Um, so another one that I think is stay, uh, understand who you're negotiating with. So I've told you guys before about the book, Never Split the Difference. Uh, great book. So here's what it looks like. It's, um, it's by Chris Voss. And what I mean by understand your counterpart, he breaks it down into three kinds of personalities. Okay, are you ready? And these three kinds of personalities is basically who you're going to be negotiating up against and also it's you. So understand what kind of personality you are and what kind of personality you're going up against because you'll be able to sort of know, first of all, being aware is, uh, is number one, but you'll be able to know what your strengths and what your weaknesses are so you could avoid your weaknesses and you could sort of attack their weaknesses, you know what I'm saying, and maybe feed into your strengths too. So you could Google this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down a little bit here. But you could Google never split the difference personality types and you'll find there's an article that I actually got this from. I read the book, but I got this also just to give you a, a bit of it. So there's assertive, analyst, and accommodator. Okay. The assertive kind of person is a person that doesn't stop talking. They're always talking. They need to be heard. They want to always just get their voice, get their opinion across, get all their facts across. They don't really let you talk much and they know it all and they're going to say what they say and, and that's pretty much it. They could be kind of a bullying type. Um, they could be just very outgoing and, and eccentric. So uh, that's the assertive. Um, they're very... Um, their, their strength is that they are decisive, they're candid, and they're straightforward. Um, one of the ways that you can deal with them, though, is with an assertive kind of person. If you're not an assertive kind of person, well, you need to be firm. You need to be firm and respectful, and, uh, but not defensive. But you need to be firm, okay? So if you are not this kind of personality and you go up against somebody who is an assertive kind of personality... Uh, and they're, 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 they're like time is money and any kind of silence is a chance for them to talk more. So, uh, you need to be firm and you need to be respectful. Um, and if you are able to provide a really good strategic concession, like a strategic strategy to come to an agreement, um, and you could really articulate your expectation, um, they might, they might be willing to, to concede to some stuff as well. So the main thing when you have an assertive person, get that chest up and you have to be somewhat assertive as well. But like I said, respectful, obviously they already have an assertive kind of personality. So too much from you could end up being combative. So just be firm and be respectful and come up with a clear sort of strategy on how you guys can come to an agreement. Um, so that's assertive. Analyst is another one. Analyst is your person who loves the facts. They've got all the facts. They got all the facts ready to go. These can be actually some of the easiest people that you can negotiate against if you provide web, if you provide them with facts. They're the kind of people that want to learn and they're always taking in new information. Uh, they're going to come very prepared to the negotiation, which I guess could be a, a negative for you, uh, but it can be a positive if you come prepared as well. Uh, if you could put them, if you could provide them with some new facts to make them really think. Uh, about your stance, about your side, about your reasons, and about your arguments, you may be able to sway them a little bit towards what you're trying to get to. So that is the analyst. And then the last one is the accommodator. The accommodator is the kind of person who's just a nice, kind person. Uh, they're trying to sort of be friendly with you. Uh, they enjoy a little bit more of the small talk. Uh, they're trying to build a relationship with you. And these are the kind of people where if you're, if you're able to sort of also provide them with some good facts and, you know, be kind, be nice, be generous, um, these are the kind of people who are probably willing to concede a little bit more. Uh, so understand that. Um, you know, don't feel bad about conceding or having them concede to you uh, whatever you think is right. So um, 
so be friendly, um, but don't get stuck. Don't get stuck with these people with the small talk. That's another problem. Is uh, you could be friendly, you could be nice, but don't get stuck talking about your kids, talking about the weekend, or talking about whatever. Try to keep the conversation focused on what you're trying to accomplish, and that's going to help you a lot. But you should be with an accommodator. You could probably get a little bit more from an accommodator than from some of the other people. So. Not only are these people are you going to go against, not only are these types of personalities you're going to go against, but one of these three describe you. So beware, because that's just the way it is. So which one are you? Like I said, Google it. There's more that I have here. I just didn't want to be reading off this. Google, um, obviously you should buy the book. So shout out to Chris Voss. You wrote a tremendous book. And by the way, I heard he's got a, uh, he's got a master class. I'm thinking about maybe doing it. It's a masterclass on negotiating by Chris Voss, who's the writer of this book. He's a, he's a former hostage negotiator for the FBI. Pretty cool. Uh, but if you Google search never split the difference personality types, you'll see the brief description of all these personality types, which could help you. But I recommend reading the book because it breaks it down into a lot more detail. Uh, another thing, I'll just stick with the never split the difference. Another thing that's never split the difference talks about the gist of it. I would say it's in the first quarter of the book. He talks about two things that really stand out for me. It's the DJ voice and it's mirroring. So the DJ voice is when you're speaking in facts and you're telling them how it is. And you're basically saying, well, these tiles need to be replaced. And since these tiles are going underneath the baseboards, you know, very well, that these baseboards are not going to be able to be detached and reset because once you take off these baseboards, they're going to be unusable. I don't know. It's just one of the things, but it's like a lower DJ voice that I've sort of tried. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I found it interesting. It took me sort of to the end of the book to really understand it. So I use it a little bit more and more. Uh, comment below if you've really tried it and if it's really been successful. Uh, the other thing is mirroring is if you take the last three words of somebody's sentence. So let's say, uh, I don't think these baseboards need to be replaced. You don't think these baseboards need to be replaced? And like you repeat what they say in a question, force the person to speak a little bit more where you may get them out of their position by speaking too much and you may also find a little bit more of their strategy and what they're trying to get to to help you sort of better frame your strategy and your argument. So you mirror them. It keeps people talking and it, 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 what, it, it's worked. That works. It gets people to sort of, uh, I don't know, I guess talk themselves into a hole a little bit. Uh, so I would recommend the mirroring. But again, read the book because it talks about it a lot in that book. Um, so the other thing is work towards a win-win. Work towards a win-win. Another thing I learned from a book a long time ago, back in the day, my dream was to become a sports